welcome to another episode of the Next Game Dilemma, your board gaming podcast. This week, we talk about what game we believe has the most beautiful, clear, or interesting board and board states out of all the games we've played. We also discuss some of the Kickstarter projects that we've recently backed or are looking forward to in the upcoming future. And to finish up, we go over our first game mentality, what we do when we crack open a new game for the first time. Let's go. That's your job. Why isn't my job? I thought Christina was doing each one from that one. So do we. We are on episode four. Welcome to episode four of the Next Game Dilemma podcast. Yeah. That was really thrilling, I think. Yeah, uh, it was. It was very thrilling. Yeah. So to start off with, what have we been playing this week? Uh, Not very much. I know last weekend we played Puerto Rico. We played San Juan. That's all that's coming to my mind. We played Seven Wonders Duel between me and you. We did. We did start playing that. It is fantastic, actually. I wasn't, I was expecting it to be a little bit more like Seven Wonders regular one mm-hmm. or uh, just, just Seven Wonders, plain old Seven Wonders. But it was surprisingly different, but refreshingly so. Yeah, I can see that. It had definitely a lot of different elements to it. It felt, felt like felt Seven fresh. Wonders, but it didn't give me any of that same. It was just different. It was different in very good ways. You know, I wouldn't want to buy Seven Wonders Duel just to have it be regular Seven Wonders, but for two players. That seems kind of boring. Right. I originally saw Seven Wonders Duel and I'm like, okay, Seven Wonders for two players. That's originally what I thought San Juan was. I thought San Juan was Puerto Rico two-player version. When, oh, I see. When I first, first saw it. So I never paid attention to it. Right. And then when he came over and he's like, or when Jason came over and he was like, oh, let's try this. I was like, hell yeah, let's, let's 1v1 this. He's like, no, this is for yeah. like, Did people. you end up liking San Juan, Alex? Yeah, San Juan's um, it's just as enjoyable as Puerto Rico, but just easier because you don't have to think about as many complicated rules, just whatever cards you're dealt. Did you, you end up winning that uh, game of Puerto Rico earlier this week? I run. Week. I won the first Puerto Rico we played with me included in it. San Juan, I don't think I've won yet. I've come close, but Noel mm-hmm. always beats me. Yes, or you won good. once at least that I remember. Right. I like it. I, I like it a lot. The differences from Puerto Rico to San Juan are very friendly. I would say Puerto Rico is definitely one of those games that benefits multiple playthroughs, experience, you know, competitiveness. In order to fully enjoy that game. Whereas San Juan, I feel, is more its a, a more of an entry-level game. Not, not entry-level in a bad way, but definitely entry-level where if you were to show it to people who don't really board game, they could easily grasp it and actually enjoy the game. As opposed to Puerto Rico might be overwhelmed. Yeah. So I think we're saving that review for another time. uh... Yeah, yeah. We want to do a double review with Puerto Rico and San Juan, and we want our good friend Jason to join us. Today, it's just Christina, myself, Noel, and Alex. Hello. One of the good things that I did see, I I sent it out in a message on Facebook today, but it was just... No, nobody got it? Okay. No, no. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, CBS has sold the rights for a Avatar The Last Airbender RPG. Okay, mm. I, I could uh, put aside my distaste for the show for a tabletop RPG. If that's wow, we're going to get so many negative reviews. Like, even people that don't listen to us are just going to listen to us to hear you talking shit about that world. And then be like, <laughs> Trash no. show. Can't help wow. it. Oh, wow. Wow. It's a good... Okay, so 
good premise. Even if you didn't, you could have missed out. I, I don't believe you were watching Nickelodeon at that age. I also missed the boat, but unlike you, I still have whimsy in my heart. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's not that I truly hate the show. I just didn't really like it that much, and it's fun to hate on it because I know you love the show. Yeah. Well, I get more I, pleasure from hating on it because you love the show. So they're, I, make, huh? so they're making books, RPG. Yeah, books? they're gonna make like an RPG system. Do you know for when, that? Do you know when? I don't. Come out? I'm not 100 percent unsure on who. I'm not 100 percent sure when. Probably not anytime soon. I know Alex would be an Airbender. Bloodbender. Really? Bloodbender. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> I'm bald. That's yeah. fucked up. That is fucked up. My head is the shiniest, at least. He is quite aerodynamic, if that's what you mean. Yes. No, no. I, would, I would be a waterbender. Yeah. I wanted to say that news because I think if we would be excited. Everybody, I mean, that's who I texted. I texted Jason about it, and I believe I got a firm fuck yeah. And Jason would be a normal person. <laughs> We all know this. <laughs> oh my god! He'd no, he'd be like uh, the guys from that episode, uh, Secret Tunnel. Secret Tunnel. Alex can't. Jordan, Alex. No. Alex can't. Yeah, you can see. You can't enjoy this. I wanted to share it with Jason, but I, uh, the news just happened recently. I just saw it today, oh, a couple days ago on Reddit. I wanted to just get I it ho- out. I hope it's good. I hope they don't. I don't fuck care it up. really, because we'll, as, we'll make it good. We'll make it good. Exactly. As long as it has decent rules to where you can be like okay this is what it does this is you know sort of follow it along you can pretty much fuck off the rest of it and yeah but someone who cares about it more needs to be the one to run that because i wouldn't do it justice and um, that is 100 percent true i would completely devote my dming towards taking away your bending abilities which is kind of cool actually yeah like season cora too yeah i mean i wouldn't take very long to do it yeah no, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually kind of excited about that. Yeah. Any new tabletop RPG is nice. There's um a new one coming out. Um, it's more of a black metal apocalypse, and it's Necron, like Warhammer Necrons. No, it's I don't remember the name. Damn it. Well played. Yeah, right. Yeah. Don't, don't talk about something we don't have notes, information son, for. <laughs> notes. No, but I'm happy about that. That is one of not. I can't say it's like my childhood, but it's one of those things that I picked up from you, Christina. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, yeah, she introduced me to Avatar, that or that oh, world. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah, she still had it like back on fucking bootlegged DVD or like burned CDs, DVDs, and only certain DVD players could play them because they were like written on a funky ass burned format. I think I probably burned them. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> The technology expert, Christina, burned the CDs. No wonder half the DVD players that I tried to put them in didn't work. Right. Like, no, that's some Chinese format I don't even fuck with. <laughs> God, I remember oh, that that show was really popular back in the day, too. I remember going to, like, banks and seeing it on the screen. I just walk in. It's like, what is playing on their TV? Oh, wow. Like, Avatar? Like, in Wells Fargo? What the world is this? <laughs> that's crazy. I'm really loving the it's something re- resurgence. Wow. <laughs> yes. yes. I found it. I fucking word. found it. Yeah. No, but I, I am enjoying the resurgence of the show. Cora was cool, but I like going into randomly Hot Topic with Izzy and then ju- they're just being, you know, an Aang t-shirt where he, he's like uh, in one of the episodes where he was trying to get into Bossing Say with the ep- with the hat and all the old guy. Like, yeah, I enjoy random shirts that only you and me would enjoy 
and then right. Alex would or that, and then you wear them and that one person like hey it's, and you looked at them and like hey <laughs> that's how I feel about all my shirts that you hate yeah. I hope I'm around when people those say people. hey and I go uh. <laughs> you hope you're around when what I'm hoping around those people when you see someone that say yay because I'll know to avoid that trash wow oh, fucking hater <laughs> okay today we don't have a review but we do have a couple more broad questions uh, what game has the most interesting, beautiful, or fascinating boards and board states when you look at them? You know, whenever you look at a game and it's beautiful, everything is as it should be. It tells you exactly what it does. And there's it's not convoluted. It's not, you know, you're not overwhelmed by the board state. When I think of that game, the game that comes to mind for me is Zulkin, the Mayan calendar. Mm-hmm. Man. That game, one, it's beautiful it, when everything is out and you have all the other uh, tokens that you can take and the corn out and every little tile is placed and that beautiful, what is it, just the Aztec clock, you know, the calendar itself, the way it shifts the board. It's such a beautiful game and it's just, it's elegant. The, the design, that's all I can really say. It's elegant. You know, yeah. you look at it, you know exactly what you want to do, but it's the game that forces you to look, you know, one turn, two turns, three turns ahead because of the way you're placing. But it's readable. The board is always readable. You always know what you can do. I think it, it takes up the space on the board, like, very beautifully. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've seen some games where, like, there's a lot of negative space. You're like, why... They should put something there, a writing or something. It just doesn't yeah, look just right. Just dead space. Yeah, it's dead space. It doesn't look right. Why? That game is just like everything is just like has a purpose mm-hmm. and it just it's very beautiful. So, um, If I had to go and pick my game, I would say Chinatown, not necessarily for beauty. First off, I like the number grid because numbers are comforting. It's what I do for a living. Secondly, it's just such an easy game to understand. All you do is put a piece down on a, on a number that you draw. That's it. It's not a complicated tile to have to remember. It's not um, anything like a scythe or um, feudum. Yeah, good God. Oh, God. Her friend bought feudum pretty much on a whim. He he texted me one day. He's like, hey, look into a game. It's called feudum. See if you want to play it. And pretty much within a couple of hours, he's like, all right, I got feudum. <laughs> not, not even a chance to really respond. So we now have feudum. We learned i say learned with quotation marks we learned it just a little bit and then we're trying to play further down the line but man that game is intimidating yeah i i think we barely scratched surface when we were sitting there for how long yeah a couple hours yeah more than two hours just just trying to figure out just going with the motions but i feel that is a game that looks convoluted it uh it has a lot of things going on not only do you have the basic strategy but then you also have like oh if you're in this position now you can do this and if you're in this position there's so many choices with that one based on other small details and i will say this feudum when we actually play it it might be super intuitive it might be really sweet once we get that click but as it stands now when i look at that board game holy shit does none of that makes any sense it's very very intimidating that's just the hardest kind of game for me. Anything that big with that many moving parts, I mean, it takes multiple playthroughs to have any idea what I'm doing. The first two times, I'm just, I'm picking this path because it's too complicated and I started this path. I'm just going with this path. 
So what so, do you, what do you well, think? Well, I'm going to go back to Chinatown because I was really surprised that he actually picked that one for yeah. like something that you're a simple man. You're a simple man. <laughs> it is. What do you have? You have the numbers that aren't occupied. You have the numbers that are occupied. You have your business tiles and you have the little marker that tells you what turn it is and your money. Go. <laughs> it's all you have to remember or all you have to do is negotiate with other players and keep your money and be cheap. Yeah. I mean, that's all you do, but yes. So, I guess for me, it's between two games. Should I talk about both games? Yes, go for it, man. So, first one would be a Giza. I think it's just... Yeah, you did say that. I do remember that. Yeah, it's just laid out very beautifully. Um, The board kind of changes depending on the placements. Mm -hmm. And it just... Oh God, we haven't played that game forever. It has no, been a because minute. you've been winning at that game every time we play. It. <laughs> a common theme with games that we don't play, it seems like whenever we go back and like, man, why didn't we play that? Oh yeah, Noel kept winning. No, there was one game we we didn't play photosynthesis for a long time. After yeah, that's because you kept winning. Right, I'm just saying, when one person dominates a game, no one wants to play it. <laughs> that is true. That's very true. I mean, a lot of, well, I don't know. Lately, it seems like most of the games, one person dominates most of the time. Fuching Magnate, we don't really know yet. That's true. I would say we don't know for whatever. Um, Puerto Rico, oh, I don't know. Puerto Rico's up in the air still. Yeah. It's still very competitive. San Juan, is so far, you are winning more. I have a couple more wins than uh But it's not by a, it's not by it's a not lot. It's not by a lot. No, 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 no. What was the other one besides uh, Agiza? Well, hold on. Actually, let, yeah. me, let me get back to uh, Agiza. Agiza. Yeah, you want yeah, to talk about that Yeah, that one is really, really cool. And you're right, we haven't played that in a while. But I remember when we first started playing it, how we it wasn't heavy, but it was definitely more meaty than what... It was definitely one of our intro games into heavier right, gaming. Right, right. Uh, supposedly, at least. It, people could think it's a super easy game. We felt challenged by it. We constantly wanted to play and get better at it just mm-hmm. because of the different strategies and the fact that you could takes such huge risks by going down forward on the river. For those of you who haven't played it, it has a magnificent sort of risk-reward river system with where you can take actions ahead of players of you, but you can never make decisions to go back. So that's always been really cool with it. You have to just make your decisions and stick to that plan. You know, you can't be like, oh, well, if, if you do that, you're pretty much screwed. Yeah, so it just, just definitely makes like each game experience kind of unique because of the randomness of... Mm-hmm. How things are laid out, so and yeah. there's multiple ways of winning, just like most games. But I think something that I would enjoy going back to again. It's just just a beautiful um, board game, just the colors, everything. Yeah. and so. I think Agiza is actually a reprint of a of a differently titled game, and Agiza itself recently got another reprint. Oh, okay. Yeah, to where it has sort of, I believe it has a couple figurines for like the obelisk and stuff yeah. like that. So it, it just looks a little bit better, but I do believe it got a reprint. Not sure under what name, but right. if you have a, a chance, Giza is a pretty sweet game, even for beginners. I like teaching that game to somewhat, maybe not straight beginners, but if you've already introduced them to beginner games, this is a nice intro game to sort of let them know what else is possible. It's not the most complicated or intimidating play. doesn't feel like super heavy game. Yeah, I like the art, at least in this version. I like the art of this version. Mm-hmm. A lot, actually. But that just could be because we played it a lot and it's burned into my memory now. Yeah. And then, so for my second game, I was saying it was uh, Tokonoku. I think it's just a beautiful game. Now, 
do you like the game the way you know the art and everything and the way the pieces feel and look or do you like it because we have the giant version both (laughs) (laughs) who who got you that i'm just saying uh... merry christmas to us yes right so (laughs) i think i like the fact that it's more of a simple a simple game reminds me of Catan because of the tile placement because the, the little <laughs> shapes and everything but just the colors are bright and then just the 3d acts how you say that word aspect a- what are you trying to say <laughs> aspect yes aspect yeah uh, aspect <laughs> I-, I went on down to the ottoman zoo and they all axed for you this is see. This is what happens when you make fun of me for talking. <laughs> you all of a sudden can't do the words good either. Yeah, that's what happens when we meld into one inch, one another, right? Yeah, I guess one of us can't talk good. Yeah, so it's a three D little bamboo things that really. Yeah, I do. It, it is of, pretty. Yeah. The board game. You always know what's going on because you have to. It's a. You have to know where you're placing. It has a very. All the tactile feel to it is really good too. The way you're saying it, the little bamboo shoots. Mm-hmm. With the, I love moving that panda. Not yeah. so little shoots, but yeah. yeah. In the in our case, the panda and then the little um, the farmer. Too. Yeah, those guys are super cool looking in the was, big version. By the way, was there a third big piece? I forget. No. So there was the panda and there was the gardener. There was the bamboo shoot and there was the little uh, what did they call the little the walls for the water or the water wells? Oh yeah. yes, the little um, irrigation system. There you go. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. That's why it's like a tan because of the rivers or like the roads or. Yeah, so I yeah, just I just like true. the pieces. I think it's beautiful, and then it's a simple board, and it's just very colorful and kind of catches your eye. Yeah. Hot take: Takanoko is secretly Catan. <laughs> <laughs> the better, the better version of Catan. <laughs> oh my god, you you fuckers tricked me into playing Catan. That's what this is. Oh my god, I feel so dirty. I love cracking that open when i get new people to come to the house well before <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> you know not so much right now not but... so much right now and just my big version just like we're gonna play this and then they get really intimidating their eyes grow like really big and they're like they play they're like this is a lot of fun <laughs> yeah like roll this one dice make it rain <laughs> there's there's a lot of games that when you play them they're just hits you know uh with the casual crowd and with the regular crowd too love letter was one of them yeah, Love Letter was a surprisingly easy game. And I won a lot of games. Yeah, you did. God damn it. <laughs> it's all right. Tom got caught with the princess at least once. And that, it always feels enough. good when you like you, you have, what, how many people did we play with? I think like we played seven, with six. Six? At least, yeah. And you're just like, hey, you have this. And you're like, how did you know? You're out of the game. <laughs> Tom, Tom first turn princess. Oh, that's my favorite moment of any game ever now, I think. And you get other people to go against Tom, too, which is really funny. You just go around, you're like, eye contact, like, Tom has princess. Tom has princess. Say it. They call it (laughs) out. It's true. It's like, why? That game is kind of funny, actually, just because it doesn't really matter what you're you're drawn, because you're always going to go for the princess first until Mm -hmm. that's gone, hopefully. That, I love the games where nobody has princess in the beginning and we're just sort of like, who the fuck has it now? It's gone one through and we're now like looking at it. Or the one that's burned. Yeah. The princess. Oof. Like what? That's a rough, that's a rough, <laughs> those are fun games too. Those are like, that's just a mind. It seems like any, no one really won with the princess that often. It was rare. Very rare. 
I think you did once. Those are those are satisfying wins. I think everybody has like once. Yeah, yeah. I did with the princess once. Yeah, I think yeah. everybody did once, but it is yeah. satisfying. That feeling when you draw the princess, you're like just shit. Oh fuck. Oh, oh that one God. time when I did Jason when I traded away the princess and then, then, <laughs> and then, then you revealed it. And then oh. I revealed it. Yeah. It's like I knew. <laughs> How dirty is that? You just like here, go ahead and take this. Yes, princess. <laughs> Uh, part of the pleasure of that game, obviously, the look on their face when you reveal something terrible. <laughs> or yeah. you do a comparison and you have the higher one and they have like a two. Yeah, that game oh, wasn't yeah. deep, but it was definitely fun. I yeah. will say that. Better than that one card game, <clears throat> Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> yeah, the, Cards Against Humanity has the community fairly split into two groups. One group that says, oh, it's a cheesy, sort of non-game, unfun type thing. And other people that are like, okay, boomer. So Right. Yeah. I, I, I think it was fun playing it like maybe the first two or three times. And afterwards, you're like, no. You, you and I are millennials. Christina, what? is if she is a millennial, it's the older one. <laughs> Technically, we're, we fall within the millennial range, but so, like, barely. For those who don't understand what he's trying to say, basically me and him know how to sync shit, and Christina doesn't understand how to use wireless technology. That's true. Yeah, there you go. And this is what I have you for. <laughs> this is also true. I handle paperwork, you handle technology. <laughs> okay, so I did have another question that I wanted to ask everybody. Like, let's say we have... <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, sorry, <laughs> I just lost me. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, so let's say we have a new game we just bought, of course, uh, I or I just got my brand new Kickstarter in, and I have to open it up, I read the rules once, twice, never, bring everybody down, and then sort of try to teach the game. We get the game going, what's your goal with this first game? Are you trying to learn as best as possible, or how much does winning actually matter in that first game? How much does not letting somebody else win maybe drive you a little bit more what's your goal for your first board game experience when you open up a brand new game what is your uh your goal do you want to learn do you want to win what's your mind process like your mental always win no matter what the cost (laughs) i agree with christina crush your enemies see them driven before you and hear the lamentation of their women oh my god yes give me some more conan (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm glad that you had to Google that. I used to have a shirt that said that. I couldn't remember it perfectly, though. Of course not. When you see it on yourself in the mirror, it's backwards. I think, um, do I have the highest record for winning Absolutely. for the first time? Which is really funny because I really, really don't pay a lot of attention <laughs> to the rules. Yeah. That's how she wins. Because yeah. she's not cheating. She wins in spite of the rules. I think whatever I do pick up a little bit, I think about how broken I can make it. <laughs> the little things that I actually absorb. I go, all right, that one thing, how can I take it the best way I can do? And then I just go with that strategy. Hmm. So you're more of a whatever you you sort of, you make a plan and then you stick to it. Pretty much, yes. Okay. Do you ever deviate from your plan? Is there ever a time when you're like, hmm, maybe I should do this as well or pivot? Yeah, when someone else is doing the same plan as me. Mm. Yeah. Now, is that just 
or trying to win or is that just to see what else is possible uh both both okay <laughs> yeah Especially if it's the first game, um, if someone's copying you exactly. Depends. If Noelle's the one doing it, then I think I'm on the right track. Jeez. <laughs> or if or... I see Noelle doing a strategy that I'm not at all trying, I think I'm probably going to lose because I'm doing something wrong. I like making a move and then just the rest of the table is like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good, actually. Click, 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 click. Yeah, I've, I've told Noelle during your first games that I'm going to copy him. Until he makes a move that I don't think it's the right one, and I'm just gonna go and deviate. You disagree with? You're just like, disagree no, that with? That doesn't like, look good. Yeah, no, I, I can be a little bit better, and then I'll go into the other direction afterwards. Hmm. So. Now, do you take this approach with all sorts of board games, or just more like Euros, where you can sort of see what's coming up forward? What do you do with other games like deck builders, for example? Hmm. Well, for deck builders, I know you're going one strategy, which is draw as many cards as I can. <laughs> yeah. I know you're definitely doing that one. That's, that is my general strategy with card games, yes. I mean, don't you just try to understand the cards? I mean, at the first go-rounds, just reading and trying to see how the cards can possibly connect, which is hard as shit. I think yeah. I try to go for value. Like, if I have a certain amount of gold, it's like, can I spend it to get as much value out of a card that I pick. Mm. So I think that's definitely one strategy I go with. So in the, in the new um, card game that I've learned. So I was thinking more draft format when you were saying uh, like deck builder type thing. Well, that too, it could be like dominion where you have to look at the board and then you have to pick one or it could be more of a deck builder. Like, man, we haven't played a lot of deck builders in a while. Haven't we? Mm -mm, I haven't played dominion in quite a while. Man, I, I've been saying that I kind of want to play deck builders a little bit. A certain one. It's not all of them. Mm -hmm. Sentinels? Sentinels of the Multiverse. That's is, not, is not a deck builder, though, is it? Because you're just picking a deck. That is, Yeah, it's true uh, for that. It's not necessarily a deck builder, but it is. it feels like Marvel Champions without with less work, sort of. That's sort of the way I feel about it. That game, anyways. But no, uh, other deck builders, like maybe Resident Evil... Or I don't remember Resident Evil that uh, much. Street Fighter, same thing. Yeah. What about the King in Black? The King in Black? It's a Marvel supervillain, sorry. <clears throat> Never mind. <laughs> no. Too, too too old school for me, man. No, it's new. It's the it's the current meta. Oh meta. well even it's the current mega storyline. Even worse, because that's yeah, if you go too far back, I'm useless. If you go to per, like current day, I'm also useless. Yeah. I don't know if it's I definitely know if it's a deck builder and no one wants to draw cards. Now, do I want to use cards that attack other people? Yeah, but sometimes if you draw too many cards and I have attack and you still have too many cards, it feels like that strategy is wasted. So Maybe. Yeah. I feel like if there is a version of an attack card in the role, not role playing game, the deck building game, if you start to take those, people are going to look at you funny and yeah. they're going to start to gang up on you and shit. I think also that I as a person playing games, you kind of get so used to caught up in the motions about, I want to do something that you forget about how point driven <laughs> certain things are. Yeah. And there comes to a point where like, maybe I should get some points <laughs> instead of trying to do all this awesome other stuff that really doesn't matter. Cause <laughs> the points is the only thing that matters. 
there has been a game where I've ended the game with just a fistful of cards. But like, am I doing that right? And I'm like, last place. Like, <laughs> right. But I drew the most cards. How could I lose? Right. I mean, usually you win when you draw the most cards. So you got yeah. that one game. <laughs> just the one game where it just didn't matter. Yeah. I think with four games or first ones that I've learned and stuff, I, I kind of try to look at the board state and how people play and pivot. and Because as you play a game, it kind of evolves to what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I kind of try to catch up with the cues of what other people are doing and what I'm doing. So, but be more focused on, hey, what is the objective to win? So you're really learning how to be more efficient the first playthrough. And you learn more and more playthroughs how to be more efficient. But yeah, it's building the strategy and learning that control, I guess. But I've definitely p- picked up games where I'm like, oh, I'm just going to try this and just have fun with it. But Honestly, I think I just want to win. <laughs> yeah, for myself, I want to learn as much as possible. I'm trying. I try to learn as much when we're actually doing the rules. Like if I see combos or this is supposed to lead into this, just obvious stuff. I try to pick up as much as I can early, see where it leads, and then try to win. For whatever reason, after the first playthrough, if the game hasn't sort of explained itself to you, sort of the way we played. Fallout, not Fallout. Why do I keep saying Fallout? Fuck. Uh, Food Chain. Mm-hmm. When we keep playing Food Chain, the first time we played, we sort of played it in the way that we saw a strategy that won, right? And then every game after that, anytime I've tried something new or I've gone a certain way, if I wasn't like on par with everybody, man, does it just feel bad? I don't know. It just feels like a waste. After the first game, trying quote unquote new things unless that's what you're really going for Mm. for whatever reason just feels terrible unless you're doing well you know if you pivot off and you start to do bad you're just like oh i shouldn't have been brave well no one's figured out a counter strategy have they then they just go straight for food as quickly as possible not necessarily that is still uh primarily what we've been playing with but uh advertising has done has been needed and i played a huge pivotal role in it as well we also think that four players is the sweet point for that yeah game three players three. is not a good point for that it feels like one person is always left behind and then the other two are sort of duking it out and then one person's just eliminated, which kind of sucks clearly yeah. one person doesn't want to be stuck there for an hour two hours but you know if you it shouldn't discourage you for trying new things. It just sucks that some certain games will just punish you if you're just, you know, veer off too much and you're just behind and you're yeah. just stuck. Yeah. You should be encouraged for trying new things, but even with people working to balance things as best they can, there will be a clear strategy. 90% of the time, I say. Mm-hmm. Food chain's especially painful to mess up in the beginning and just basically sit there and be ineffective the rest of the game if you yeah that game is brutal early yeah very unforgiving everything is all about those early plays yeah but isn't there a game that we played before that there was only really one strategy to win and we kind of just after we cracked it it was just like okay well we're just done with this because it just only the one thing is viable it seems well that's what uh you guys originally said about wingspan yeah Yeah. still (laughs) <laughs> like it's still, still that's the believe. best strategy. Still, I don't say it's the only one you can win with. Depends on what you draw. But I have one with eggs. What's yeah, that? it's because we were trying something else that was different. Yeah, my strategy. Mm-hmm. 
What are you trying to do when you're trying to learn a game? What do you do on your first playthrough? What's your mindset? Yeah, like? copying well. Copying well. Uh, Actually, I... just trying to figure out a strategy. I, I always want to win per se, but I need to just figure out how the game works. Some games are so damn complicated. Feel. I know what's going through Alex's deal. head. It's like, why am I here? Why am I playing this game? Why am oh. I friends with these people? <laughs> no, 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 no. A little bit. A little bit. I always thought it was meow, 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 meow. <laughs> secret tunnel. Yeah. Secret tunnel. It's not so secret. No. Uh, man. One of the games that I recently backed on Kickstarter was the, I guess, reprint of Castles of Mad King Ludwig. I wanted to discuss one quick thing about that uh, campaign or that Kickstarter campaign. It came with your base version, your royal version, and then a colossal version. Now, I picked up the royal version because it's the one that's most pimped out for the most part. It's the reason you buy Kickstarter. Come on. There's no – if you're going to get the basic-ass version, just go get the basic-ass game from your game store. You go to Kickstarter to pick up all the extras and all the pretty shit. Let's be honest. But I could just not justify the colossal version of this game. For those of you who haven't played Castle of Mad King Ludwig, it's basically a tile drafting and laying game with an economy. And you're trying to connect certain, doing like combos with certain uh, of tiles and rooms. But the main point is you create your own castle in your own space. The reason I could not justify myself to bring, to buy the colossal version is because the, they're four times bigger than the already jumbo sized version they're giving us in this version. I don't know. The size feels like, if you guys know what a fat pack is for Magic the Gathering, it's about maybe like six inches and four inches across. It's a fairly big size. Now, they're going bigger than that. I can't ever see myself playing. Like, if I'm, hey, let's play uh, castles. You guys want to play castles? Okay. And I bust it out, and then I start giving everybody else, like, a separate table to hold their <laughs> shit with. We have to I, go outside on the Yeah, planet. we have to go outside on the patio or something. Somebody called it, uh, I think maybe you did, uh, a convention game. Mm-hmm. Where you buy it and you hold on to it until you go down to a convention and you RSVP one of those Warhammer tables because <laughs> you're gonna need that space. This thing is like and then, literally and then huge. you lay it over, lay it out, and you just big dick it. <laughs> just like oh, here of it course. Is. <laughs> that, I, I guess that's one of the cons. I mean, one of the pros, right? You get to just big dick that that yeah. huge stack on like a full game of Cthulhu Wars with all the extras at a convention. Yeah, I'm. Sh- I know he feels good lugging that shit around. Like even if he doesn't get to play with it, he's like, look at my shit. You know, it's a I mean, lot. Yeah, I helped during him bring conventions, it. you know, you need to bring your bling. I mean, that's just that's kind of what it feels like. It feels like PTQs for Magic when I'd bring like my deck box and my shiny mat and like all that nice stuff. It feels like that's sort of what you do in conventions. It's sort of just show off. I would know. I only tag along in conventions and, uh, well, for board game conventions. Other things, I don't have bling to bring. My basic oh, yeah. t shirt. Right, right. And whatever else. Send your basic t shirt. But no, I mean, can anybody, besides that, can we, do we have a reason to pick that up? Like, is anybody actually, I mean, maybe if that's your favorite game, period, like your number one, maybe you get, get it on the table every day and the colossal version is just going to, enhance it and be like okay my terrible fucking eyesight isn't gonna be a factor anymore you know something but man i just it bumped up the price from 129 dollars to 200 dollars for something that you're probably not going to get on the table very often well like i said it won't get on a table you would probably have to play it on the floor <laughs> yeah that's actually true yeah 
we would need twice our table size. It's too much money for it just being a pain to use. You won't play the game as much because it's too much of a pain in the ass. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely just a collector's. Yeah. It, I mean, it got backed by plenty of people. But, you know, some. I was just saying this to Alex. You know, there's a point where you, you have a hobby and then you become an enthusiast. Like, right. True. There is a huge difference. But then I think about the collector's edition of Tokonoku that we have. And it's just, it's huge, but... It's, it's reasonably huge like, yeah it's reason you can still find the space for all your bamboo and mm-hmm. all your tile and pieces but azul giant i don't know if any of you've seen it no uh it's fairly big but it's still reasonably big like you can still put it out and enjoy your game and enjoy how much bigger it is than regular azul but without it being like a chore you don't have to you know open up your table and, you know, use it for, like, turkey day setting where you have to make it hella big uh, if you guys still have old-ass tables like we do. Are the tiles big enough to break someone's jaw with? You know, I, I don't think so. I don't think they're that that uh, big. Durable, maybe? Probably Durable, not that for heavy. Sure. No, not that heavy. The, uh, you wouldn't want something crazy heavy. Like, you want a lighter tile for something that big. Take two and, what, I don't know, whatever movie, he smashed the mouth with both into the... There's been many a smashing Something. face in movies, dude. No, but I that just for me, the colossal I couldn't justify it. Price price wise for one, and then two, just the, the odds of it hitting our table. You know, if it hits your guys' table, let us know. You know, uh Instagram, Twitter, let us know what's up. But not for me. Not for me. There's been a few other Kickstarters I've been looking at though, for sure. Looking at or Yeah, looking, looking at, at yeah. Punk. Okay, yeah, we wanted to. That's a Kickstarter we wanted to pick up, but no way. Two hundred bucks at least, more than two hundred. I think I calculated recently because we didn't pick up the early version to get what the baseboard game and. So it no, it's not the. It's to get everything, just the way you would in Kickstarter. But man, uh, no, for a game that is untested to me, you know, yeah. uh, Castles of Mad King Ludwig played fantastic game frostpunk not i mean I, I love the video game but man it's dangerous to me i would love i like to play my games once or twice or at least have very very good reviews of it before i pick it up or hell or even really good discount you know one of those three factors backing something for 200 plus dollars that i don't know whether i'll like or not is very dangerous to me i could i could pick up four games for that cost today no it's too much Besides, you can potentially still get. I don't know if you get all the extras after it's funded. Maybe you can find them somewhere yeah. for reasonable. Uh, Kickstarter is becoming. When we first started doing Kickstarter in this industry for board gaming and this hobby, it seemed like a blessing because the smaller guys started getting some uh, exposure and some really, really sweet and awesome games came out of Kickstarter and are still coming out of Kickstarter. But it feels like as more and more time goes on, it has become a platform for bigger companies to pass on the expense to us. It just feels like certain companies that shouldn't be, that don't need the funding from Kickstarter to fund a project like that Mm. go on there anyways. And that's sort of annoying. This, I understand. It's a collector's edition. You're not going to mass produce it. You are targeting an audience. Castle Mad King, uh, Tanner's Trail. Why the fuck are you smiling, you piece of shit? 
still happy with myself. Oh my god. He did a good job. He did a good job. <laughs> He's like <laughs> I made it funny. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. I changed the Wi-Fi password to poop. <laughs> Oh, that Fuck, was a good dude. <laughs> no, man. Th- I mean, that's just my soapbox right there. F- Frostpunk, man, that is. But it has. It's one of those games that t- comes with tons of miniatures, so that's where all the cost is driving. Like, if I could just be happy with the base board game, it's like only like eighty bucks, or something like that. Eighty, once again in quotation. Like, if it's only anything 80. like the video game, I want it though. <laughs> that's true. We enjoy the video game quite I, thoroughly. I think I played so many hours I, I beat the game very fast i did not beat the game i was not good at it my what people do, died what will you miss out if you just get the base game after getting reviews that is really good the miniature the actual miniatures for the board Ooh. exactly the tower thing the, the, the tower thingy i don't believe you get that if that might be in the base i don't think you get like the other smaller stuff it just has it's it's miniatures on a map like i think you might get the like, cardboard pieces instead or some other pieces but fuck I, I could I could live without the expansions. I cannot live without having the miniatures for it, and that's at least like a hundred and fifty bucks. So I don't know. The more you talk about it, the more I want it. <laughs> oh my god, my poor wallet. <laughs> Kickstarter and Magic: The Gathering it just they are wallet destroyers, and Legos, yes, Legos, Legos, definitely Legos. Yeah. I mean. I, I I've seen it mall once or twice of savings. <laughs> I just, I mean it. I'm in deep enough at this point. What did you pick up today, actually? Uh the black newest blacksmith shop. It comes with a blacksmith, obviously, an archer, two knights, a horse, a carriage, a dog, cute little dog, and of course the shop itself. The best part's the horse, though. I've always wanted a horse, Lego horse. Yeah, if you haven't checked it out, it is quite interesting. It looks really, really good. The detail on it is fantastic. But that's if you're into Legos. Christina actually also picked up a few Legos today. She made, it was the roses and the tulips, I believe. Roses and tulips, yeah. Yeah, and then also a bonsai tree. Yes, I will a be couple making of weeks that later. Ago. I will, yeah. I'll make it. I'll make it. <laughs> now, as soon as we're cleared to go bowling, man, all our hobbies would be right back on track, right? All right. Oof. We, we could have gone bowling a long time ago for a bowling league. Y'all just stopped caring. I guess it's we can't do it. It's hard to do a league with the two kids, huh? Yeah, yeah. that too, dude. They so, they don't just like sitting there. I mean, if we had like an iPad or we were that kind of people where we were just like, here, watch this for fucking three hours. But no. Well, we could still go to the lane. Maybe we wait, I guess, till COVID's over. But Yeah, a little bit. We could randomly go to the lane. I wouldn't mind doing that. Luckily, we have our own balls to stick our fingers in, eh, guys? <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I was like, oh, work. We're having a bowling event? I'll bring my ball. I roll up my bag, my big shot, oh, but then man. I'm terrible. Yes. I am <laughs> terrible. <laughs> oh my god, that's fantastic to hear, dude. Yeah. When know, was this? Uh, October. Of, oh, okay. Twenty nineteen, maybe. You're like got my own shoe. At least you don't have a wrist guard like I do, dude. As, well, as soon as you slap on the wrist guard, if you don't hit a fucking strike, dude, you need to take that shit off. <laughs> Just that you have arthritis. Too much typing. <laughs> Oh, I finally had, like, I thought it was carpal tunnel on Friday, but I don't know. It's gone away, which is arthritis. Maybe I'm starting to get it. Yeah, it's time to see a doctor for that shit, dude. If it comes back, but it's also possibly just how I was resting it all day. Mm. Yeah, I know. I've been uh, I've been enjoying the standing or this modular desk that lets me go up and down for when I'm editing these episodes because when I, I don't know, I just put up my, I can't 
when my rest staff are up, they're just they get really fucked up. Even playing too much League of Legends, uh, I play the ADC role, and sometimes I'm just shaking that shit out when I die. Like that's why I play support. Yeah, not too much <laughs> clicking. Next time, I actually want to start playing uh, League of Legends, the board game, because it is a campaign game, and we've held on to it for fucking ever now. I just want to get. I, I want to open its secrets. Did you ever open it? Period. No. Uh, open it. Yes. Uh, secrets. No. Because secrets. All right. So, final thoughts, guys, on what's the most interesting or beautiful, fascinating boards or board states? We need more beautiful games. That's all. We, that's my final thought. Mm. Um. Oh, play Chinatown because Noel sucks at that. That has nothing to do with the state of the game, but he's he's terrible, and I win. Yeah, that's very true. I am terrible at Chinatown. We should pick up and play Giza. Yeah, re-picking up uh, old ones. I don't know. Just uh, keep an eye out for really interesting board states out there. Let us know what you think, and uh, we'll figure it out next time. Maybe uh, do some shout-outs. What about for the first time playing a board game? Any advice for for people who are trying to pick up a new board game? If you're overwhelmed, try and just stick to part of the game to understand that one part if you can. Like pick one strategy. Even if you're not think you'll win towards the middle of it, stick with it, finish it off, see how the game works as well as you can. Then maybe next time you can have an ideal or efficient strategy. Uh, pay attention to what other players are doing because they're going to veer off and do their own thing and to learn from other people. So just pay attention. Mm. I would say take it as a learning experience, you know, especially like the way we do it, our first game or whenever we have a new player introduced to a board game, the first one that we play never counts like to our board or as an official win, really, because one player is either catching up on information or either all of us are very, very brand new. There's really no reason to glow over a random victory, Christina. So... It might not count, but it sure does count for my ego. <laughs> yeah, that is 100%. That, it is an ego win for, yeah. for sure. For that's, sure. That's all that's important is the ego. Come on. <laughs> just just ego realize points. if you're behind and everybody, it's new. Just just honestly, why we always play board games first off is for here to have fun. Yeah. Just, just remember that, you know. Yeah. it's If it's becoming a chore, you should probably take a break or something. Or maybe try a different game possibly or figure out the best way to just make someone else suffer in the game and screw up their play wow i mean that is a that is a strategy for sure man all right guys we are everywhere you can find us on instagram you can find us on twitter you can find us on facebook we're also now on a bunch of different platforms you can find us on breaker anchor uh podcast blah 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 spotify we are everywhere just check us out on anchor or spotify if you are, are really that internet non-savvy, that's the two big places you can find us. We're official. Spotify? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, we're on. Yeah, we, we, what, we what got have you been listening to us on? Through the anchor? Uh, nothing. Or, oh, that's uh, right. That's right. God. I, I hear myself talking. Why do I care about? You know what? Honestly, when I heard myself talk, I was looking forward to it. And I was just like, oh, I'm going to be so cheesy and lame. And then I, then I listened to it. I was like, hey, I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it, this has been pretty fun. And as you can tell, it's been new for us. Hopefully, we've been getting better and better uh, throughout the episodes by leaps and bounds and not more just crawls. Yeah, we've been trying to be more comfortable and, th- and stuff like that. And a huge shout out to apparently the small amount of actual listeners we have that isn't our own podcast, apparently. Because uh, if this guy isn't listening to it, his brother isn't listening to it. 
yeah, that means those numbers are actual people. That's really cool, and we appreciate it. Yes, we definitely do. Yay for the fans. All right. Take it easy, guys.